everybody, and welcome to episode number three of Radio Trivia Podcast Edition, brought to you by NintendoWorldReport.com. My name is Steven Rodriguez. You might know me around these parts as Windy Man. Uh, joining me this week uh, for the podcast is Michael T.Y.P. Cole. What's up, Mike? Hi there. I'm not going to do Luigi this time, because that's stale. Yes, it is actually. It's very stale. <laughs> and so is so is Mario, and so is Wario, and so... Do you do My Luigi's always good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Waluigi's good. Anyways, we've got five games... We've got uh, three songs for each game. We've got 15 pieces of wonderful video game music for you. Wonderful listeners to try to uh, figure out which game they are all from. That's the idea of radio trivia. We play the songs, you try to figure them out. Uh, I guess there's no more point dilly-dallying. Let's, what do you say we just get right into the first song, huh? Okay. song number one. So uh, let's get right into song number two. song number two of the first game. Uh, looks like we've got ourselves a, a question to ask. A hint question, if you will. Yep. Here it is. In multiplayer mode, what allows you to swap scores up to three times on a given level? Yes, what item? So, uh, let's, let's, um, yeah, third song. Last song. Thank you. 
There we have it. Figured it out? Uh, um, tell you the truth, this is just my opinion. I'm sure people have played this game, obviously, but I don't know. I don't think people, a lot of people are going to get that one. I don't think so. I don't think so either, to be honest. But but we picked it because we think it's a good game. And what's that game? Kirby's Dream Course for the Super Nintendo. SNES Kirby's Dream Course. It's basically mini golf, but with Kirby. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's pretty cool, and it, it's mini golf, but you can still like go in the air and, and stuff, and it has like sand traps, and and basically you you destroy all the enemies, and the last enemy becomes the hole. And the the first player, a single player game, is more of a puzzle game, to be honest, because it's usually a way to solve it in one or two strokes, or possibly three. But yeah. it's designed with that in mind, and the multiplayer is kind of a free for all, uh, just get as many as you can. Yeah, like the multiplayer, you have to compete for it. Uh, I guess stars. If you hit it, if you kill an enemy, you get a star, but you have to come back and collect it, right? Or uh, uh, no, no, you you get the star, but other people can steal your stars by hitting them. Oh, that's right. But that's right. Each stroke costs you a, a tomato, and if you lose all your tomatoes, which which you earn by killing baddies, um, then you lose a turn. Yep, and it's 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 nice too because after you the, defeat the last enemy, he becomes the hole, and that's where two stars, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can steal some stars on the way to get the two stars in the hole, and you actually get the stars of that going in the hole, which happened to me once in the TYP stolen pack. Bastard! <laughs> it, it can be pretty competitive and, and cool, and you often have to judge like, do I want to go for new things or do I want to steal? And sometimes you'll screw up because you'll go for something and you shouldn't have, and then. Yeah, Someone, you can, and you lose your turn or whatever, and yeah, you can you can totally put spin on your shots, and then there's the the courses have different slopes and angles, so you can just make some crazy bounce shots. Right, but if you screw them up, then you fall. If off you the screw cliff them up, you're yeah, you're off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, then obviously you have the Kirby powers too. Right, so which totally makes it makes things haywire. It, it's it's a really fun game. It, it, it takes a virtual bit, console. I, I remember hearing something about it coming out in Japan. Virtual console. Uh, I don't recall. It'd be nice though. I I don't know if I'd get on virtual console, but uh, I would recommend it for a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh yes. The uh, the question we have to answer the question for. Right. Yeah. In multiplayer mode, what allows you to swap scores up to three times on a given level, or now I can say given hole? Um, and the answer is a little Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright tile. It swaps between uh, sun and, and moon. And it's a way on a couple of levels to swipe, exchange scores. So it actually could be a bad thing for you if you hit it you actually, and you actually have a lot of stars. So yeah, so yeah, there you go. It's the yin and yang of the Kirby universe, Mister Shine and Mister Bright. Right. So okay, that does it for the first game. So let's move right on into game number two.
Okay, that was the first song from the second game. Yes, so um, let's see, you've got the second song there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, play it. question for you we do uh let's see yes uh here's a question the tv commercial for this game was set to in the hall of the mountain king what was the main enemy of that commercial Uh, third song, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we're just going to give you the name of the game now. And yeah, that that one should be fairly obvious. I hope it will yeah. be fairly obvious. And uh, the game is obviously Golden Sun for the old Game Boy Advance. Well, people may have thought it was the second one. Uh, Golden Sun, what is the Lost Age? Lost Age. No, it, it's the first one. 
Um, well, I, I think that at least in the sound test, you could find every song from the original in the sequel. Well, you could find all the characters from the original in the sequel, too. That's right. Well, if you got far enough into it. Um, <laughs> I was surprised at how far along you got into it before they actually sh- showed up. Yeah, I mean, Lost Age is its own game. Yeah. And then you get like to the, the end part of it, which is when you meet up. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I love RPGs where you can switch out characters during battle. I just, I love that whole concept. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. No, I think most RPGs do that nowadays. For better or worse, yeah, sometimes you don't I'd, give a shit about the other characters. But ooh, I use the S yes, word. Yeah, that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I like Golden Sun. People complain that, well, if I target an enemy and that enemy dies, and then it's my turn, I can't attack him anymore. Oh. Yeah, oh, I wow, don't like boo-hoo. that, but oh well. <laughs> oh wow, you lose a turn. Big deal. Well, I think some people got <laughs> got annoyed with the uh, the the dialogue. Word, words, words, yeah. And I didn't mind that too much. I mean, Hotel Dusk is all words, words, words. Yeah, I, I haven't played Hotel Dusk, but I loved Hotel Dusk. It's great. It's like a book. I, nice I guess book. the the writing or the translation, at least of the writing, is, is a little stilted or something in 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 Golden Sun. And I think they did a better job in the sequel. But I mean, I think it must be like the same outsourced guys that do Golden Sun, the sequel that did. Uh, yeah, like I what will. Was it? It, I will agree that the uh, dialogue in Golden Sun was a little on the simple side. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't really care about that. I was I I totally dug the gameplay, so that's all. Right, really I think that it was a, it isn't a great game per se, but it's, it was a great launch title. And, and oh the, yeah, the sequel it was, was better. Fantastic. The sequel fixed a lot of the problems that I think were in, were in the original. That that was that was a perfect game to have in the early days of the Game Boy Advance. That 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 game was beautiful for a two D game. Absolutely, it still does really. Yeah, it still looks great. And um, well, they had a marketing scheme with their, at least their initial batches of games. Um, whatever, is it Life Advanced or whatever? Oh yes, the advanced commercials. I love all of those. And my favorite of them all is the commercial for this game which is the which is our question. Which uh, was the main enemy in the commercial for Golden Sun, which as you should hopefully know, which is the music was in the Hall of the Mountain King, which might have made you remember that commercial. But basically, the commercial in the commercial, you know, just this giant orchestra kid, or, or yeah, opera yeah, it's, or a, it's a kid, a kid is attending an orchestra, and he pulls out his Game Boy Advance, and he starts, you know, and stuff starts happening, and uh, like the violinists like shoot bows and arrows like crystal roses or something, and uh, oh man, what else happened? Uh, anyway, anyway, the giant. Uh Chandelier on the ceiling comes to life and becomes like a dragon, like uh. Yeah, and then the uh, the uh, I guess the girl, like one of the or- the orchestra, yeah, the what do you call them, the choral singers, in this white dress takes the conductor's baton, which is now like a wand, and just touches it to the dragon chandelier and just shatters into a billion pieces. And it's it's probably one of my, it's definitely one of my favorite commercials, for game commercials. It's like top three easily. I'm not sure how much it really has to do with the game, but it's cool. No, it's just freaking <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, that that was Golden Sun, and uh, it still, still has fond memories, even if Johnny gave it a, what, a 7.0, which actually it was a question. When he used Golden Sun way back when in Radio Trivia, the question, for the bonus question was, what did I give the score for this game? Because <laughs> everyone else had given it, like, great reviews, and he's like, 
I'm giving it a seven. So, so people who think that like all of a sudden we've become negative and stop giving good reviews or whatever. Uh, I think it's. I personally, I would I would have given it an eight. Yeah, I think that's a fair fair score for it. Yeah, I mean seven. It's better than a just a regular good game. I think it's a great game. So give it. An, I would give it an eight. Anyways, we've gone on <laughs> a weird tangent to that. Okay, so game two was Golden Sun. So let us move on to a new game. Uh, game number three. TYP hit it. That's the first song. Doo. I love that song, by the way. It's so catchy. Okay, so we got a bonus question for you here. Or, is not a bonus no. question. I'm yes. sorry. You get mad at me whenever uh, I say Yes, that. there's no bonus here. Because a bonus would imply something above and beyond what they already get. But you see, this question is a part of this whole deal. So it's not really a bonus. Alright, alright. Anyway, <laughs> why don't you read the question? Okay. So uh, here's the question. In this game's story mode, who is the final boss? It's a pretty simple one, but uh, could be a hint.
Okay, we're out of songs for this game. Oh, there are plenty more, we're just not playing any more of them. Oh, well, we're currently out of songs for whatever it is, this game. No more hints. We're giving the game. No more hints. Yeah, you should know it by now if you know it. And if you know it, you're awesome. Because the game is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, the SNES version. There was an NES version, but it sucked. Now, was this game any good? I mean, I, I don't remember Konami making all that many fighting games, honestly. Yes, this this is this game is something of an anomaly in both Konami's library and the Turtles, you know, game canon in general. It's a fighting game. It's, it's it kind of rode the wave of Street Fighter Two. You know, ooh, wow, Street Fighter Two, this awesome fighting game, especially the uh, the home version, the S- the SNES version uh, specifically. So, you know, Konami thought, well, you know what? We've got, you know, the four turtles, they've all got their weapons, and, you know, Shredder and all the other turtle universe. They added in some original characters to round out the lineup, and what they got was a fighting game that's actually really fun. It's a really good fighting game, and I love it. It's one of my fa- one of my favorite SNES games. And the only other Konami fighting game I can even think of is, is a... a- TV mix thing that came out in Japan <laughs> that had all sorts of different characters. Oh yeah, the one you could you know fight Solid Snake versus Optimus Prime. Right, and of course, that's that kind of if you're going to consider that a series, <laughs> it's almost being merged with Malay at this point because you got Snake going into Malay, not Malay, um, Bra- Brawl. May, uh, Brawl. Brawl. Yes. I'm being stupid. We're getting our smashes mixed getting up. Smashes mixed up. Brawl and uh, so they have Snake and, and Brawl and and uh, they're probably going to have others. Sonic. Yeah, but I mean, the other ones just from the that Dream Mix game, I mean. I'd like to see uh, Mr. Higgins. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, he's, he's showing him presence on the virtual console already, so why not? Well, yeah, um, yeah. You get bonk. Throw in bonk. The trick is trying to balance all those different characters. I mean, that's that's tough. Well, it doesn't really... It, it, it's They'll do it. The, the game will be perfect as long as it's online. Cough. Well, but yeah, uh, we'll you know see. that's a, we'll see about that. that's another tangent. But anyways, uh, the question to this game was uh, who's the boss, and the boss in the game was a guy by the name of Karai, who is apparently one notch above the foot soldier chain than Shredder. Wow. Yeah, so that's another weird thing about this game. They actually put somebody above Shredder, which is like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. It's a. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. If this were the 90s, I'd ask you to go out and buy the game, but it's no longer the 90s. Really? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, alright. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the next game. song? It was. I counted. 
<laughs> right. Um, this one will throw you for a doozy, too. Okay. I agree. I think a lot of the games in this song aren't as long as they should be. That's true, I guess. I guess even games of that era can't really have long songs. Anyways, um, let's see. uh, Yes, it's time for the question. So, uh, TYP, you want to cue it up? Sure thing. What is the name of the girl that the main character of this game kisses during the ending cut sequence? Yes. Okay. Third song. was the third and last song for that game. Yep. Uh, so, what exactly is that game? Ninja Gaiden. Ah, uh, yes. The NES Classic. I never played this game. Uh, I know it's a pretty popular series, but I've never played it. Yeah. You know how um, games, most games on the NES were hard? Yeah. Well, Ninja Gaiden was harder than that. Uh... <laughs> Nothing could be harder than something like Ghouls and Ghosts or whatever it was called in the NES. I mean, yeah, it, like, uh, yeah, Super Ghouls and Ghosts is hard for an entirely different reason. Ninja Gaiden is hard because everybody is trying to kill you, and they usually succeed. <laughs> well, I know the Xbox game was pretty hard. I, I played a couple of yeah. levels from it. I, I looked, yeah, it was and pretty that's, fun. yeah, and that's one of the reasons why it was pretty hard. It's kind of continuing on the legacy of the Ninja Gaiden games. Like, you know what? This series is hard, and we're going to make a game that reminds you of that, and that's what the Xbox game was. And uh, I hope the DS game is difficult because of the game design, not because the touchscreen controls suck. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's always a risk. It is. 
Because you don't want to make a game that's hard because it controls you're fighting the trolls. It's that's just bad. But we'll see. Um, yeah. So uh, Ninja Gaiden was it was also kind of unique for the NES because it had like it presented itself in a like a, a kind of like a movie with the cutscenes between each game or between each you know level, and uh, the last of which our hero kind of uh, gets some. Uh. <laughs> yeah, okay. The main character gets a kiss, and uh, the person who kisses the main character is Irene. Yes, and here's the funny thing about that. If you've never played the game, or even if you have, you might have forgotten about this. The The, the sequence of events leading up to that, okay, you've beaten the game, everybody's happy. You don't yet know her name at this point, after everything. And then uh, Ryu who's the hero, of course, kisses Irene, but then after that, he asks what her name is. <laughs> That's funny. Should, shouldn't you, yeah, shouldn't you know the name of somebody if you're going to eh, kiss them? That's unimportant. He saved her. I mean, she's kind of obligated, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, that, yeah, let's go on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, what is this? This is the last game, actually. Yeah, so one more. Let's do it. You got another good song? I hope it's good. Well, let's uh, hit it.
Okay. I'm pumped up, man. If you're pumped up, read the question. I'm pumped up to read the question. All right, here we go. Uh, what are the three kinds of boxes you can collect in this game's single-player mode? I think I like the first one the best, though. Really? Yeah. Well, at least we played it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Hey, you know what? What? This music's from a game, isn't it? It is from a game. From Beetle Adventure Racing. Or, if you're from Australia, HSV Adventure Racing. <laughs> That's right. They had changed the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think every other time we've used this game for a radio trivia, that had actually been the trivia question. What is this game when you called it in Australia? Uh, that's not our question, though. Our question is, what are the three kinds of boxes you can collect in this game's single-player mode? The boxes are the Nitro Box, the Bonus Box, and the Flower Box. Now, this is kind of a juxtaposition if you've never heard of this game. It's a racing game, but it's trying also to be kind of like a platformer, adventure, nook and cranny kind of game, too. And that's kind of what it made it so so damn adorable, I guess you could say. <laughs> because part of the uh, the charm of it was, yeah, you could go around racing the tracks. And there were some pretty, pretty big tracks for N64 games, which kind of had lent to the adventure aspect of it. Because once you went onto the tracks, you also had to try to find like the secret shortcuts and the detours and the, all like the the hidden boxes which unlock all the, the new cars. You get like the police beetle, <laughs> which is like the best car in the game. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun. I played a lot of that game. I, I assume someone out there knows the origins of this game, but it seems like an odd... Was this like right when they re- reintroduced the beetle or something? I think it had to be. Because there was obviously new beetles all over the place. Uh, so, because <laughs> otherwise, what's what's the tie-in? Why why all of a sudden have Beetle Adventure Racing? I mean, it, it it's so it's so strange just to have a game made up of the Beatles, but it worked. Yeah, and it worked pretty well, actually. I must say. So, uh, yeah, that was that was EA, right? Yeah, EA uh, published it. They probably developed it too. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. Well, then. I don't know. I guess EA isn't really doing anything virtual consoles. There's nothing saying they won't. Oh, that's right. Uh, Partygim developed it. That's right. I remember now. 
You know, what like else have they done? Pradigim, or however you call it. Pradigim? See the movie out here. I, I can never say that their name right. Pradigim. Pradigim. I don't know. The, the guys who did uh, Pilot Wings, 64, F1 World Grand Prix, which is a great N64 game. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. It isn't, it isn't called Paradigm, right? That's not... Paradigm. That's probably what it is. Because <laughs> you, you're saying the Pradigim, like the P-R-A. Pradigim. It's probably Paradigm. Par- probably Paradigm. That's it. That's it. Give yeah, him a set so, of gifts. Uh, Pilot Wing 64, F1 World Grand Prix, Beetle Adventure Racing. Those are some pretty good N64 games right there. All right. So that's our last game. Uh, that's our last game. That's it. We're we're out of songs. Yep. Do, do we have any extra bonus songs we could play? Bonus songs? Like what? I don't know. Play a random MP3 file. Like right now. I'll give you two seconds to pick one. That's not enough time, sir. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll have something for you next podcast, maybe. Because I hate ending on a, by us talking. This is about the music. We should end with some music. Well, I guess we've got the radio trivia outro. Words, words, you. words. Yes. Anyways, uh, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> song. What was that from? This is from Metroid 2, The Return of Samus. Ah. Sweet. Yep. Uh, anyways, uh, if you'd like to leave us some feedback on our little podcast adventure, you could uh, send us an email to our regular Radio Free Nintendo address, which is rfn at nintendoworldreport.com Please leave us some feedback, and if you're listening on iTunes, please go ahead and rate us. We could use any feedback you can give us. We'd like to improve, so tell us how. Uh, so uh, that's it. So I'm I've been Steven Rodriguez, and uh, Michael Cole's been here along with me. And we'll see you next time. Uh, goodbye, Bye, guys. Kirby's Dream Course is copyright 1994-1995 HAL Laboratory Inc. Nintendo. Golden Sun is copyright 2001 Nintendo Camelot. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters is copyright 1993 Konami Co. Limited. Ninja Gaiden is copyright 1989 Tecmo Limited. Beetle Adventure Racing is copyright 1999 Electronic Arts.